Welcome back to another issue. I'm Beastie Boy. I'm Table. I'm Red. And it is I, Shino Brando. And in this issue, we kick off Pride Month with our favorite queer characters in comics. So I'm going to start us off. And I'm actually just going to throw out the disclaimer about our choice in using the queer. Because it can be an issue for some people because it does have history as a slur. But it is most commonly used in academic text on queer issues. It is also much easier to say than LGBTQ+. Us, like verbally and this is a verbal platform so for the ease of discussion that's what we're going to be using also some of us are queer and feel comfortable with the word so sucks to suck the character i have brought for us today is katherine rebecca kane or as she's more commonly known batwoman so kate kane is an interesting one because she's technically got long-standing history, but almost none of it really matters in current continuity. There's an issue you can find the cover of forever ago in which Batman and Batwoman are getting married, which isn't Kate, but it is something that exists and we just all have to live with that. It's actually good, by the way, that that's not Kate because Kate and Bruce Wayne are cousins. Yeah, that would be you. Really you. Or it'd be the royal family, but you know. Uh, Which is still you, really you. <laughs> yeah. Kate is self-identified as a lesbian, and she is Jewish, so yay for diversity. Kate Kane is a military brat. Her mom was in the service, her dad was in the service, and she grew up moving around, as a lot of kids in that situation are wont to do. She had a sister, Beth, and they were good friends. They stayed together because, you know, when you have one other child your age, for sure, you latch on. Unfortunately, her mother and sister were killed when the three of them were kidnapped by terrorists. Kate was understandably traumatized. However, she adopted her father's aloof and cool-headed approach to life as a means of managing her grief. Years later, she ended up joining the U.S. military, where she did pretty well in the Air Force. She got a girlfriend and everything, and everything was swell. Just kidding. She got accused of, quote, homosexual activities, and to prevent a full investigation that would endanger her girlfriend and other closeted cadets, she came out as a lesbian and was thus discharged under the don't ask don't tell we don't like that homophobia in the u.s military so following that loss because it was pretty much her big direction in life her entire life was based around the military kate was understandably pretty bummed by bummed i mean she took to sleeping around and drinking a lot she ended up getting injured and washing up on an island where she fell into a relationship with the local people's leader safia and there was a whole plot where Safi ended up killing someone that she knew was innocent. Kate was like, well, that's just unacceptable and left. It's worth saying that plot line feels kind of racist, but I can't put my finger on why. So I'm just going to carry on. Kate moves back to Gotham. She dates Renee Montoya for a while and then ends up fighting a mugger in an alley and realizing that vigilantism makes her feel alive. She steals some military equipment and decides to start doing that. She's running it on her own up until her dad finds out, and then he sets her a three-year training regimen that ends with a test to see if she'll kill people when angry. At this point, she does not, but she does end up killing someone later down the line, so uh, bad job, Daddy Kane. You fucked it up. Following her official taking on the mantle of Batwoman, she goes up against the religion of crime and the local covens. Her primary antagonist was Alice, who was... Alice in Wonderland themed, which really for me just raises a lot of question. Does the Mad Hatter know about her? Because if he does, I can only assume that they would really want to hang out with each other. 
regardless. Alice believes that Batwoman is central to the religion of crime's ethos for reasons. And it ends up being revealed that Alice was her dead sister, Beth, the whole time. This is revealed just in time for Beth to fall off a helicopter and die. Oh my god. Yikes. Then Kate fights a ghost. Her secret identity gets exposed by Bet Kane being dumb. She ends up being kind of forced to work for the Department of Extra Normal Operations in order to take down an organization named Medusa. She also accidentally doses her girlfriend at the time with fear toxin, but you know, whoops. It turns out that Medusa isn't an organization. It's actually literal mythological Medusa. So Kate teams up with Wonder Woman about it. And I'll be real. There are some weird stuff in that plot line that kind of push my buttons just because I know things about Greek mythology. And, like, I do not understand why the literal Medusa would name one of her kids after one of Poseidon's kids. She has every reason to think that guy sucks. Yeah, but whatever. for real. Yeah. Gotham ends up filled with Greek monsters. Batwoman and Wonder Woman kick ass. It's a good time. Kate gets engaged to her girlfriend, Maggie. Maggie is still a cop, unfortunately, but, you know, can't all be winners. They move mm -hmm. in together. She tries to get out of working for the DEO. She helps establish the Gotham Knights in a teaching role. It's worth knowing that during the Gotham Knights arc, Kate ends up shooting Clayface and thus alienating herself from the majority of the Gotham vigilante scene. The exception being Luke Fox, who sides with her. Really? Yeah. Because hmm. Clayface kind of goes out of control and a little bit crazy. And Kate goes, actually, we just uh, should stop that shit right now. Whereas... Right. In particular, Cassandra Kane has the very strong feeling that you're wearing a bat on your chest. That means you don't kill people. And she actually rips the crest from her suit. Wow. That's got some okay. merit to it, though. Wow. Yeah, it's All right. maybe you can kill people, but not like that. Yeah, that's cool. Okay, that's, that's deep. Okay. Following this excision from the community, she ends up with a plot line with a jilted ex, Mother Panic. And the former lover of that island leader, Safia, shows up as an assassin and tries to kill her. Her dad gives her a job with the colony, which does include Luke Fox and also Jean-Paul Valley for some fucking reason. He's back and to carve a turkey! The 90s keeps coming back in this resurgence and like, ah, oh man, Azrael, man, that's another staple. As all things stupid, the colony doesn't last all that long. Sorry, I just think that's a stupid name. I get it. It's Colony of Bats. Ha ha ha. But there are only three of you. Fuck off. In City of Bane, she goes to Atlanta because, you know, being in Gotham is the worst idea ever. Where she collabs with Renee Montoya to try and apprehend Black Mask. But that one doesn't really go super well because Roman Sionis is a bastard, as everyone knows. The thing about Kate, right, is first and foremost, there's a lot of content of her. And all of that content just has her be gay and has it not be a big deal. Like, it faces the realities of it in the situations where it's relevant. But in general, she's just in love with women and that's fine. Right. You mean they actually made her like an actual person? Yeah. She's just a whole ass person with flaws and complexities that have nothing to do with her sexuality. And like... There are tons of male characters that get to sleep with everything with tits, basically. Like, they just go, ah, that's a woman. I will be having sex with her. And a lot of these characters don't actually, like, that trope doesn't get challenged in guy characters. That's right. And while I'm not a huge fan of the trope, letting this woman actually just do that is pretty great. Going, yeah, she can be promiscuous too. What about it? She has a job. It's an office job that we don't know a lot about, but she is employed and a professional. She absolutely beats the shit out of people for fun and profit. I say profit. That's not true. <laughs> it gets to be a full ass vigilante character and gay. Almost as if she's got a complex life and yet she's a normal person at the same day who has wants and needs too. Hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, it doesn't seem hard to write a person that, that, you know, that naturally. It's almost refreshing. Thank you, Kate Kane. 
We love to see it. It's also worth mentioning that her live action appearance was also played by an openly queer person. That's true. In the show, Batwoman, she's played by Ruby Rose. Up until Ruby Rose chose to leave following an accident on set that caused her to get injured. And the role is being taken over by Javicia Leslie, who will be playing Ryan Wilder, who will be taking over as Batwoman. Which, she's black. Getting to see a black Batwoman is actually fucking awesome. It's another inclusive character, and it helps, you know, it helps broaden that library. And Batwoman as a character doesn't answer to anyone in general, or not when she can help it. And that's pretty great. Small choice you chose here, because Kate Kane, I feel like, is one of those characters that's underrated. And people don't often know how, like, she's 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 as complex as her cousin. So if you like that deep broody type of person, she's she's one of them, man. And I think she's interesting, too. So, yeah, sweet choice. From... I believe our next option is a little bit less angsty. Yeah, he is. Well, I mean, let's begin, shall we? So, yeah. who I brought today <laughs> was Doc Ken. Or if you want to go for the the way that he has been known to fans, it's Dakin, Wolverine's son. However, I won't be referring to him as Daken because you'll find out in a minute. Akihiro, as his real name is, is the son of Wolverine and his Japanese wife Itsu from 1946. What? Okay. In the final trimester of Itsu's pregnancy, she was murdered by the Winter Soldier and Akihiro... Um. <sighs> And Akihiro, and Akihiro survived due to the help of Romulus, uh, quick as a side, who Romulus is. So you know how Black Panther kind of comes from like the God of Panthers and like all that yeah, stuff? Bath. Yeah, Okay, yeah, right? Bath, yeah. That but wolves. Yes, I, oh Rome, Romulus, yeah. The one who, who formed Rome, Italy. Yeah, son of his brother. Uh, Lupa. There you go. Thank you. So due to Romulus's help, Romulus uh, would go on to train Akihiro. But first, he has to give Akihiro a family. So Akihiro is dropped at Akihira and Natsumi's house, a wealthy infertile couple from Japan. And so that's who names him Akihiro. However, I talked about Daken having a double meaning. And throughout his life and growing up in Japan during that time, the village, because of Akihiro's mixed heritage, the village started calling him Daken, meaning mongrel or mutt unfortunate oh that's what that means okay in 1959 he was shipped to the same boot camp as wolverine 40 years previous where through a disagreement it was literally a verbal disagreement akihiro had none of that he ended up killing every person there by ramping up and manipulating his own pheromones gross right Eventually, he would become part of the Dark Avengers, a team that Norman Osborn had put together, and he would serve the title of Dark Wolverine. Norman, no. He would, <laughs> as Dark Wolverine, he does an actually really good story. I highly recommend those interested in more of Akihiro's story go read Dark Wolverine 1 through 15. In there, he fights his sister, question mark, X-23, the Wolverine bloodline. I mean, okay, so when it, yeah, when it comes down to, well, if we're talking that, let's not talk about the Summers family, but I mean, as far as X-Men goes, yeah, things, things are kind of muddled, so we'll just call her sister. Yeah, that's sister close enough, sister. yeah. So now in more-ish present day, he would go on to meet Rostin, a drug dealer of the drug Heat, who not only would he develop a relationship with Rostin, but also he would get addicted to Heat. This is why uh, dating drug dealers is a bad idea. This and many <laughs> other reasons. They tend to be hella manipulative, which was also Rostin's gig. Oh, shit. By not only controlling him with the amount of dose that he gave Akihiro, to also just making him just do dumb shit. Because, you know, Akihiro's got Wolverine claws. Mm-hmm. So, eventually, Akihiro would ultimately meet his end at a fight between Romulus and Wolverine. And I quote the Marvel wiki with this. 
he died mm-hmm. via a mysterious green glowing orb. Um, you kind of want to, kind of want to, you know, uh, require elaboration here. I understood. So they are on a boat trip, the three of them, and not the most fun mm-hmm. way, as in Dawkins trying to escape. Wolverine mm-hmm. is trying to get him because son and father fight all the time. Mm-hmm. Ramius is there because he is on one of those two teams and is mm-hmm. also trying to kick ass. I Insert mysterious do. glowing orb. Dawkins dies. What? Do we ever find out where it comes from? It's, it puts the orb. It's hella, it puts the orb on the skin, and then he's dead again. Orb? But where did, where did it where did it come so from? So he is then resurrected as a zombie. <laughs> <laughs> exactly four issues later, and comes around, fucks around, and then dies for real. Wait, 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 wait. Was wait. it was it was it by green orb again? <laughs> Can I ask? Where, where's the orb? What's the orb? Man? Listen, if I had exclamations for the orb, I would say so. But all I've got is mysterious glowing green orb. Done. Evil fetch? <laughs> Evil fetch, in fact. Yeah. Okay. All okay. those dog S characters are all playing fetch together. And it killed him. That's correct. Marble. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> Bewildered. I know. Bewildered. All of us. Me and research, you guys I'm right rattled. now are listeners at home. I'm rattled. What? So I'm... now he's dead, right? Okay. Uh-huh. <laughs> right? Hi, hi. Fun story. So all of the dead X-Men that ever X-Men, including <laughs> Akihiro, uh-huh. came back to life on Krakoa. And so mm-hmm. he, along with Gabby, I believe now she goes by Scout, but initially her code name was Honey Badger. Gabby, Akihiro, and Logan are all playing Gabby's favorite game, a twisted version mm-hmm. of Spin the Bottle. Why would you play Spin the Bottle with your own son? Allow me to explain the different rules of this spin the bottle where Gabby spins the bottle and the person in which it lands on mm-hmm. has to take their claw and snicked into their own head. Why? Oh. That's, they... that's just a very strange version of Russian roulette where you actually just die. Except not because healing factors. Correct. So with being on Krakoa, Akihiro swears uh-huh. himself to uphold Krakoa's laws and the quiet council of Krakoa. So he joins X-Factor. So along with Northstar, Polaris, Prestige, Prodigy, and iBoy. So finally, he is quantified. I hate quantified because you don't have to do this to a character. But it was known that he had bisexual like exchanges with many men across S.H.I.E.L.D. and women in his lifetime. However, the first woman that we get to see him kiss is actually Northstar's sister, Aurora. Oh, really now? Bro code says don't do that. Bro code says when you go save the sister and she wants to mac out, you mac out. But yeah, that's our boy Akihiro. <laughs> right on. Interesting. Saw the choice. I did not know. I didn't know much about Wolverine's son. So that's refreshing to know some stuff about him. It is um, so crazy nice. Shit here. It is so nice yeah. to hear more about or... the legacy. The legacy of like the Wolverine pack. Right, right, that's right. I kind of want to call like Wolverine and all his children? Question mark. Wolverine and his genetic already... associates. Yeah, you know, like, yeah. Or if you're Mystique, (laughs) they're just called the Wolverines because she made up a team with, like, Wolverine and three of them. I guess it's my turn, right? Yes, sir. Well, I went for the unconventional. This one was created by Frank Quitely and Grant Morrison. She's the first LGBT character to star in a superhero film that openly features a same-sex couple. I'm talking about Negasonic Teenage Warhead because Negasonic Teenage Warhead is fucking awesome. Appearing in both Deadpool and Deadpool 2, she's played by Brianna Hildebrand, who she herself identifies as genderqueer. When she was asked about her sexuality, she said that she had realized that she was into both genders when she was really young and that she wasn't afraid of it. In fact, coming out kind of in high school, and was not aware of putting a label on it. She just kind of was just being Brianna. You know, it's almost one of those things where it's like a, it's an actor 
kind of almost befitting and you know born for this kind of role you know what i mean her original comic version was more fitting of a goth girl with a list of like telekinetic powers but the movie version one is uh, refitted because for three reasons one they thought a goth girl with cannonball's powers was a better fit than cannonball himself because cannonball kind of sucks two Correct. the writers also love the song negasonic teenage warhead by monster magnet the namesake of which quietly and morrison grabbed it from so they wanted to use the character just for the name of, uh, alone and the third reason is because dead bull says that the name is cool so it's the coolest name ever so we just live with that fact okay <laughs> Ten four is, is cool similar to wesley snipes blade negasonic is an example of the comics character movie appearance it kind of retcons the comic version negasonic's film debut was so well received that her comic counterpart was altered to match she's a complete badass that can hold her own and uh in such a stone cold attitude i get a bit jealous of uh you know how cool she really is i wish i was that fucking cool her rbf if you don't know what that means um, search that up be deadly as fuck Deadpool says that she's the stereotypical teenage girl who's all about long, sullen silences, followed by mean comments and more silence. Agreed. And yeah, that is my choice, man. I'm just going to put it out there that Negasonic, I didn't know much of as a comic character. And I, I latched onto her movie counterpart right away because, again, she's cool as shit. Her appearances in the movies, though, although quiet, when she's on screen and she makes a bang, she makes a fucking bang. She hits hard. I think that the actor chosen for her role is pretty much like the most fitting part. And I wish they, if they make a third Deadpool, I want her more in it, along with her girlfriend, Yukio, because they're cute as shit. And I think they deserve more screen time than just little camp, you know, little spots here and there in between. I mean, Deadpool's funny as shit, but I mean, like, I, I really wish that you could give me two hours of him bouncing off the two of them, because, like, Negasonic doesn't put up with his bullshit, <laughs> if you know what I mean, right? <laughs> Also, she happens to be low-key intelligent as fuck because she refitted a fucking teleporter device. How? I don't know, but she did it. And she gave it back to Deadpool at the end of the fucking movie. So, I mean, she low-key a genius too. Listen, yeah, man. any girl that decides that she is going to sass the hell out of Deadpool and knows what's coming <laughs> and can fight back and like knows where she stands and has a backbone to it, I am on board with. Deadpool's a whole lot, and anybody that puts up with that deserves a medal. You know what? She stands up to her duties, man. Like She shows up when shit goes down. You know what I mean? Like She doesn't let Deadpool just go in there by himself. She will back him up. She literally, quite literally holds her own, which is fucking crazy. She's really powerful, and they downplay that a whole lot, and they need to play up on it a lot more. I mean, she's literally fucking, she's fucking cannibal. It 10 times cooler. 20 times cooler. In fact, the reason why she got in the movie, here's a little trivia for you guys. So, I don't know what, if you guys know this, but like when it comes down to using the, you know, their characters and amongst these different studios and their properties and who owns what IP and whatnot, these guys are literally treated like they're, like they're trading card counterparts. So, you can't just use a character. You gotta like go through studio after studio and kind of broker a deal to see what character you can and can't use, right? Marvel kind of treated it that way. So, in some strange order of events, for Fox use, uh, Studios to use Negasonic with Cannibal's set of powers, they had to make a deal that would allow Marvel Studios to use Ego in Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. Can I just that say, that is the best trade I have ever heard of. <laughs> that is the Fox best definitely trade. won. 100%. Yeah, Fox definitely won. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Fox I, I, like, won, then got yeah. aided. So now they just own all the rights again. <laughs> like, I didn't think Ego was like, like a mutant, you know, related property for them to be like, I don't know if you want to use her with that, then we got to get this out of your pocket. And it's just like, well, fuck, if that's all you want, then just take Ego then. Cool. Whatever. <laughs> Here you go, I guess. Like, yeah, like, we weren't, not. yeah, we weren't using him anyway. Here, you can take him. I can imagine the executives looking at each other like, you want to this guy <laughs> that movie i mean shit i right. like here you go he, he yeah, takes the money too fuck badass and i want more of her man so you know fox when you make a deadpool 3 please think of these words more negasonic teenage warhead also more 
Hi, Yukio. Hi. Like, <laughs> just an interaction. My favorite thing about those interactions between Negasonic and Deadpool was that it really was the epitome of MLM WLW hostility. It was like, you, you can leave. Absolutely not. You are not talking to my girlfriend. Go. Yeah. <laughs> what I like most is like Deadpool's interaction with Yukio because Yukio also doesn't like just puts up with anything You're like yeah for sure and deadpool like just wants to beat the <laughs> fucking point home and just having this yeah, no, like she's so happy go lucky this like. chipper hot topic pink haired girl yeah, just so deal with whatever life throws at her is just a uh, yeah. uh, peak yeah that is my choice she badass well, you got me characters. yeah well i got the very famous uh well as of now in live action dora malaje ao so the reason why I brought this character is because character in the series. I forgot. Yes. Forgot to add uh, Bombay. Sorry. <laughs> Bombay. Uh, but yes. So the reason why I brought this character into discussion is because in the live action series, mm -hmm. she got wronged in a sense. And I'll get okay. more to that. But to bring context of the specific relationship that she has, I'll explain a little bit from the comics. So in the comics, Ao has a relationship, a romantic relationship with another Dora Milaje member named Aneka. And it's in the Black Panther run or and the World of Wakanda series, which is on screen here with this image. So basically in the comics, there was like, I think a situation going on with one of the, I believe Queen Ramonda in one of the storylines that they were going with. And Ao was basically trying to get back Aneka from a prison that she had taken away from, from one of the trials that they were dealing with. Long story short, but in the since they were like lovers in the whole storyline and, and you can see them explore that situation in the comic books now fast forward mm -hmm. a little bit further to the black panther movie they were going to pull that romantic relationship into the movie which we would have possibly seen but it would have removed aneka and would have replaced it with okoye instead who was the wow. leader of the delora milaje which it sucks yes it, it sucks it, but if you're still gonna show like lesbians on screen in the door milaje like i'm still in true. it's just that that has still a proper in, just disappointed that's yeah it. like it, it, the relationship's there different character though and it's like ah. more fucking more fucking cowards more fucking yeah. cowards what makes it worse is that it's now a deleted scene because we won't even see it but what had happened is that there was basically a scene that again they were pulling inspiration from the book and the deleted scene basically would have had okoya and ao swaying rhythmically back and forth together with the rest of their team and then okoya would have had been staring and locking eyes with ao they would have looked at each other and okoya is like flirtatiously like hey you you look good and ao responds with like just like a sly grin and like you know just responds back and then okoya is like yes i i know but it was like it was the smallest depiction that's all you need relationship and they cut that out they cut it oh, out really? like um, hang on let me just screaming. make sure i've got this right you're yeah. telling me this was like shot or this was like scripted scripted possibly shot there wasn't full details if it was per se shot but it was apparently a scene that they had put together it, let's just say it's something that does exist we won't ever see it though sadly cowards cowards, cowards. yeah See, because like, let alone Black Panther being like the representation for, you know, black characters and just like, you know, mm -hmm. black superheroes and all that, it would have been furthered mm -hmm. for having queer relationships with people of color as well. And they just didn't do that because Okoye well, has a husband it, instead. Yeah, it, that, and that's what shocked me too, because like when I when I saw Okoye on screen every time, I always felt like, you know, like, like she was gay, man. Like, 
if that's what made sense to me. I mean, she's clearly a lesbian. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know about you guys, but they, I, I got that, that you know, I felt that aura heat off of her. You know what I mean? I was like, mm. I'm like yo, this, you know what I mean? Like, you can get you know that vibe. I get you. Yeah, you know what I mean? And it's just like, then it's like, insert husband. I was like, ah, oh. I was like, oh, well, I mean, all right, man. Okay. See, as you described that, I was thinking of like the Amazonian women. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There we go. Like yeah. as, as like that depiction, like you know, it's that like tight knit of a group. Yeah. But like without the inclusion of men, it would have been yeah, more or less just like uh, same sex relationships, and it's just like a husband. Who? Yeah, man. Why? Yakabi out of nowhere for fun. They just like threw it in, and it was like, uh, okay, uh, it's yeah. There. yeah, right. Ooh. But <laughs> this exclusion and like you know the lack of like acknowledgement for Ao as well led fans actually to use a hashtag around I believe when the movie had been released. The hashtag let Ao have a girlfriend to speak out against Ao's erasure of the queer identity. Yeah, the film was like basically shying away mm-hmm. yeah. from that oh, yeah. a lot, as we can obviously yeah. now tell. And you know, like to some people, um, in some quotings of an article, was saying like that this is reinforcing homophobia and like the straight agenda. And it's just like, yeah, I don't know what Marvel was. Yeah, you know what? You know what? I feel that because it's like why, like you're you're snuffing out, man, and that's not cool, mm-hmm. dude. You know what I mean? Gay people and such exist, man. It's just that's just the law of averages. <laughs> it's just the way the world is, man. Yeah, you can't smother that, bro. You can't. It's unfair to them. So, I mean, like, come on, man. Representation doesn't hurt, man. So, especially the MC- in Marvel, since they have the they have Fred. You recently saw it again. What's the one canon gay thing in the All MCU? All right, let's go. All right, you want to bring up the other awful thing that the MCU did to the gay community? Joe mm-hmm. Russo. This, this qualifies as a hate crime. This, in fact, qualifies as a hate <laughs> crime, and I will spill this tea. Let's go. Okay. okay. So, Joe Russo. <laughs> One of the directors mm-hmm. of Joe and Anthony Russo directed both Endgame and Infinity War and a handful of other movies previous. Right. In Endgame, when Cap has what is essentially an AA meeting for the survivors of the snap. The help meeting. Yeah. The support group. <laughs> AA meeting. <laughs> the help. Yes, the help meeting. Yes. The help meeting. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Joe Russo is the character that says that he went on a date with a man. And that they both he and his date started crying because they got more caught up in talking about the people that had left them, that the snap took from them. Mm-hmm. And I am not the only person to share this opinion. If you're going to do a gay character, fuck you if you think you get to be the director and also the main like thing for that. The and, fucking... and, not, and not build on it and not even include like an actual like actual character on like the team, the roster, no nothing with more with more gravitas, more importance. It was just like a quick insert just to say you. It could have been a no-name S.H.I.E.L.D. character. It could have been whoever. But the fact that the director felt that, you know what? This is the character that I am going to put myself in. A person who is not gay might not even have the understanding of like what that would mean for a gay community. Garbage. The lion, the witch, and the audacity of this bitch. Of that bitch. <laughs> Seen. Absolutely. Like, yeah. the fucking self-congratulatory nature of that scene. Especially because yeah. it's such a small piece of the film that it can and was cut for the chinese version of, of course end game it was pointless it was meaningless it was literally just there for clout like all right russo you want to go jack yourself off in the closet after this one come on yeah we don't like clout chases around here man no if Mm-mm. you're gonna do representation do it right and they just actively chose not to it's almost as if Disney and Marvel Studios can't get their shit straight but for some reason the old studio they bought over <clears throat> fox over there did it right in two films What we can only hope is that Thor 4 will be the correction that this all needed. And while these are two shit stains on the MCU, having Valkyrie, the king 
of Asgard. First of all, uh, as king, as new king, she needs to find her queen. So that would be... Find more regency and finding a same-sex lover. Our only hope is that Sif. that does not get cut to shit like this did. Please let it be Lady Sif. Please. It's at this point we want to kind of open up a roundtable for <laughs> all of us and go, who else is gay in comics? There are a lot. Yeah, I'm going to throw the big ups to Mystique because she can be whoever she wants. And she's actually had relationships as whoever she wants to be. <laughs> so, I mean, you do you, lady. and You doing it right, man. True. Yeah, Mystique, definitely gender fluid. She is everything fluid, in fact. On that same note, Loki. Oh, yeah, he's another. Oh, yeah. So yeah. not only oh, yeah. has he been a woman, he's been president. He's been a child. I think he one time he was a horse. Jeez. Yeah. And... <laughs> Yeah. I just imagine when you are a god and live forever that the rules of gender and binariness that that comes down to just stop applying at some point right. after the, Same you know, you. 300 year mark or something. Once you're like Mystique, once you're a shapeshifter and you can just be whatever. I mean, at that point, everything is just on the table for you, man. So live your life, yo. If you're immortal and straight, you're wasting everyone's fucking time. Hard facts. I was going to throw in the famous Deadpool as he's yeah. pansexual. That he sure is. is. Yeah. Something that even He's... gets addressed in both the movies that yeah. Shino mentioned. It gets yep. verbalized. Yep. Again, for some reason, Fox has just been doing it right for some reason. I don't know why. They're not afraid to say it, man. No. Well, okay. I, I also think that when you are, are Ryan Reynolds and, you know, you have most of the control in that movie do and take a and mm -hmm. do a bunch of personal That's funding right. for that movie, yeah. you kind of get to make more rules. My money, my movie. I'd like to mention Grace Choi, a half Amazonian who was actually recently featured in the DC Festival of Heroes Asian Superhero Celebration number one, where she has dinner mm -hmm. with her girlfriend Thunder and her family, which gets interrupted by nonsense. She's got a <laughs> bit of a tragic yeah. backstory, but she has history with the outsider. She's bisexual. She is super cool. Wait, wait and if memory serves right, Thunder is the daughter of Black Lightning. Yes, sure fucking indeed. is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Heck yeah. Some I will say she might not have good taste in men because some of her previous relationships include Roy Harper, Plastic Man, and for some fucking reason, Oliver Queen. <laughs> yeah, she fucked Oliver Queen. We're not happy about it. <laughs> this disgust. You, you want to have sex with Diet Batman? <laughs> Green Batman? All right. Listen, at least a Black Canary at least wants that, wants to be married to that forever. And that's that's a her hill to die on. And that's yeah. crazy because Black Canary can have anybody. She sells for Oliver Queen. All right. You're not wrong. <laughs> You're not wrong. Multiple times across different continuities, in fact. So another was... character of color from DC who is, in fact, canon queer is Miguel Barragon, who is Bunker. Now, to be fair, he pretty much exclusively exists in the New 52 Teen Titans run, which hurts my soul on the deepest level. Mm. Everything about that run makes me angry. <laughs> but he is from Mexico. He is gay. He does go to a Pride Festival in canon. And he technically still exists. So we love to see it. He also, interestingly, doesn't have a tragic backstory because Scott Lobdell actually specifically didn't want him to be super angsty. Now, unfortunately, mm. that means he doesn't have much of a fleshed out backstory. But the idea that queer people can just be happy, we love to see it. That's exactly what we want. Now, what I will say is this by no means is a definitive list. In fact, most of the characters that we mention aren't dating anybody currently. So if you'd like to continue with us down the road of exploring more gay characters, Beastie, tell us where they can find us. By subscribing to our channel. So then you can tune in every Wednesday and you can catch us streaming live on Thursdays 
at twitch.tv slash nerdcrusade. You can also follow us on Twitter and Instagram for updates and join our Crusader chat on Discord by checking our link tree in the description. You can also download any previous episodes or listen on your mobile device through anchor.fm or search Crusade on your favorite podcast app. Thanks for joining us. And until next time, fellow Crusaders, that's to be continued. Thanks for tuning in. If you like this video, go ahead and button mash a thumbs up. If you want to swing by when we have a new video, web up the sub button. Oh, and while you're at it, hit the bell to be notified by. Come on, go!